So earlier tonight, I was joined by ex-Wimbledon, Tottenham and Charlton Southampton player Chris Perry to talk about his career. Hi, Chris. How are you, Ashley? How are you? You okay? Ah, uh, yeah, good, mate. Good. Yourself? Yeah, very well, thanks. Right. I'll uh, try not to keep you too long, just a few questions about your career and, and what you're up to now, sort of thing. That's great. Yeah, sure. Sure. So, we start at uh, Wimbledon with your first club, is it? Uh, how did you first get spotted there and signed up? I, I was... I was um, 10 years old, playing in the the local Sunday League, West Surrey Boys League, in in and around sort of the Wimbledon area, and I, I just got sp- spotted playing, and, and a, a scout approached me and said, do you want to come down and, and, and train? And obviously, I lived two, two minutes away from Power Lane, so for me, it was it was a no-brainer. It was a, yeah, I'd love to come down. And um, I, I never really looked back from there since. So I was, I was at the club from 11. So uh, a lot of stories about that period, the crazy gang and such. What, what was the atmosphere like in the dressing room? Was it good spirits or? Yeah, I mean it. It was. Um, it was quite. There, there were sort of two different eras really. When when I was a, uh, an apprentice, so when I was at six between sixteen and eighteen, and, and we were sort of doing all the, the horrible jobs, cleaning boots and sweeping terraces and that sort of thing. It would. It, it was a intimidating place to go into the first team dressing at the time with, with Fash and Vinnie Jones and, and Laurie Sanchez a lot of the stuff that you you saw in that documentary it was quite intimidating you had to knock on the door before you went in and and you know you weren't you weren't supposed to look look the players in the eyes and such certain players in the eyes and stuff like that and, and they they made they tried to make a lot of it you know they tried to make a lot of the the fear factor if you like yeah. but um they're most of the time, it, it was just, it was just it was just good banter, you know. People were getting their clothes clothes stripped off them and, and thrown in the river, or they were they were like jokes in training all the time. I mean, the atmosphere at the club was brilliant. And then, obviously, when I became a pro, most of those players had gone by then, you know. And it, it was it was starting to get, if you like, a little bit more professional in, in the fact that we mm. we believed that we had good players and we believed that we could achieve something at the club. And um, it was only really the only throwback to those days was really Vinny. I mean, Vinny came back to the club when I when I was in the first team there, and he was the the link between the two eras really. But I mean, there was always good banter. I mean, I grew up there was there was a game we played against Wolves in in, in the FA Cup where we had eight of eight of the eleven had come through the come through the youth team within two or three years of each other. So we'd known each other since we were 11 years old, sort of six or seven of us. So we, had, we, we, we were very, very close friends and very, very close knit. You said you were there for a few years. Has any memorable moments or, or games that stand out more than others? Uh, well, we, um, we knocked Man United out of the FA Cup yeah. um, on, a, on a famous night. Went, went to Old Trafford and got a draw and then knocked him out in the replay at Sellers Park, which was a good night live on TV. I mean, we reached two semi-finals, an FA Cup and a League Cup in, in 1997 in the same year. But unfortunately for us, lost both. But I mean, we, we, we were a good side and we knew that we needed to play to our strengths and we knew that we needed everyone to be at it as a collective if we were going to achieve anything. And so it was very much working together as a team and, and bonding as a team. And, and we did a, a, a lot together off the pitch as well. Uh, leaving... Um... Wimbledon, you went on to on to Tottenham. What was the, what was the decision to leave the club there? I, 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 I felt that I was I was going a little bit stale. I, I, I thought in 1997 when we reached the two semi-finals, I thought I was probably at my peak and I, I had a fantastic season 
and for whatever reason, the year after that, I, w- I wasn't so good. And I just thought maybe it was getting a bit samey there for me. You know, I'd been there a long time and I didn't feel the club was progressing in the right way. We were always selling our best players and, and was the club going to make that, that step further to be able to go on from reaching semi-finals to actually go on to make finals and finishing in the top six on a regular basis you know and I, I didn't feel the club were and obviously Wimbledon being in the financial situation they were there was one player that went literally virtually every season and a, a bid came in for me from, from Tottenham and I, I was told that the, the club had accepted the bid I was going to be that one player that that season mm. that they needed to sell to balance the books if you like and like I said I felt that I maybe needed a new challenge and so I thought I'll, I'll, I'll jump it. And you said the offers, four million, it was uh, Spurs' record uh, uh, buy at that time. Do you ever feel a pressure of the price tag? Yeah, I, did, I didn't really, I didn't even know. Someone someone mentioned it to me about three, four months ago and I, I, don't, I didn't even realise at the time that it, it, it was the record signing, which I think is, is probably lucky. You know, cause I just went in there and... and, and Try to try to be the same lad I was at Wimbledon. You know, I, I'm very very humble and just just get on with my football. Really, I mean, for me, I live for football and, and that's what I wanted to do. And I was very very concentrated on just working on what I needed to on the training ground and, and getting to know the new players and, and the new squad that I was in with. Mm. And was it uh, George Graham who brought you there? Was uh, how was he as yeah, a manager? Right, yeah. Did you find him? I enjoyed George because I mean, I I used to love defending. Not too many pe- not too many players do. I know that, but I used to love defending. And George used to work on defending for at least half an hour every single every single day. Would have been there'll be something that was working on defending. And not, I enjoyed those sessions. When when someone said Do you want to put on some finishing sessions, I would be like, no, come on, can, can we stick a defender in there and try and try and work on a bit of defending? So I mean, for me, he he was he was great. And after Spurs, then you went to Charlton, another good manager, Aaron Kirby. What was your time there like? I, I loved Tom. It was it was fantastic. Spurs sort of came to a bit of a funny conclusion. Really, I, I picked up an injury and I wasn't getting in the side. There was a, a, a few young kids emerging. Ledley King had it had already emerged and w- was very much in the side. And then there was Anthony Gardner and a, a couple of young lads, a couple of young people that they brought over from different parts of the world that they were looking to play in, in the team. And for whatever reason, I wasn't getting a game. And I think I'm I'm thinking I'm. 30 years old here I need to be playing first team football and, and the offer came sort of a couple of days before the end of the transfer window and it, I, I jumped at it I jumped at it it was, it was a club that was back in South London for me which is where I was born and brought up and um, always had, a, had a, a good feeling about the club whenever I'd gone and played there the, the, the fans are very close to the pitch and always seemed like they were well supported and I enjoyed every minute it, it was a fantastic move for me and and rejuvenated my career, and, and I, I think I played some of my best football there in the, in the three years I was there. Uh, and then a couple of short stints then, West Brom and Luton, before your, your final sort of biggest move to Southampton. Uh, how, how did that move come about, and how, how, how was your time there? I love, I love Southampton as well. Again, it's, it's, it's another, it was the right move at the right time. Really. Things weren't going well at Luton, the club were in administration, and for whatever reason, they were looking to get so anyone with, who was on half decent wage off off the off the wage bill if you like and Southampton uh Nigel Pearson was manager at Southampton at the time and he I'd worked with him at West Brom and he they were looking for a experienced centre back to come in and and it was a step up. I ended up moving from League One up to the championship again at the age of 30, 
35, 36, which is pretty much unheard of. And so it was, it was a fantastic opportunity for me. We went in there. Um, I went in there. There were six games left in the season. They were in the bottom three, but we managed to win a few of the last few, last few games and, and keep the club up. And it was a great time. And then, obviously, then Southampton went into administration. And it was all, it was all a, a, a replay for me of what was going on at Luton and, and all the best players were sold and we we were playing with kids and, and it's benefit it's ended up benefiting the club in the long term playing playing the kids with the likes of Adam Milano and has gone on to bigger and better things. Ricky Lambert came into the club at that time, you know, when and you know, the the club was able to blood all these youngsters in League One, whereas they maybe wouldn't have had their chance if they'd have stayed in the Championship. So it, it probably worked out well for Southampton, and, and it worked out for me. It's, it's a fantastic club that, when it was in League One, I couldn't believe it. The, the setup down there is superb. It was a Premier League club just waiting to happen again, and, and I'm so glad that they've achieved what they wanted to achieve again. There was a, a lot of admirers during the career. Obviously, uh, your ex-boss, Joe Kinnear at Wimbledon, and I saw a quote from um, Sir Alex Ferguson, Commandant, when you were in your in your best form, you deserved an England call up. We ever we ever disappointed that that never happened. Um, I wouldn't say disappointed because you, you you obviously I was never called called up. I think I'd have been disappointed mm. if I'd have been called up and not and not got a game. But yeah, I mean there were there were lots of rumours in the press that that I was going to get called up. I I was getting phone calls from journalists saying, oh can I be can can you give me a ring if you if you get in the squad and stuff like that. I want to be the first one to break the story sort of thing. And and it just it just never happened. But it, it it was lovely to just be mentioned for for someone like Sir Alex Ferguson to say that I I deserved an England call up for me is 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 a great honour. You know, he's the greatest manager that's ever worked in this country. Yeah. So for him to say those sort of things about me is fantastic. And obviously, you and a few good coaches during your career, like you said, Joe Kinnear and George Graham, Kirby, Glenn Hoddle. Any yep. any standouts more than others? I mean. My, my probably the biggest influence on my career, I would say, was, was Terry Burton, who was assist, uh, who was youth team manager at Wimbledon when I went there, mm. and um, and then he became first team coach at Wimbledon as well. And he really, really brought me on as a player. I mean, the two years when I was in the youth team, my my progression was, was enormous. And then I'd say later on, in my career, I think Glenn Hoddle actually improved me as a player, even at the even sort of late twenties, going into my thirties, he improved me as a player technically so much. And and his, his his sessions technically and tactically were, were unbelievable. On the training field, he he was superb. Uh, and then after your training, and then obviously a lot of players go into coaching or or punditry. Anything like that you're looking towards for another career or something else? I, to I, I, I mean, I I have been youth team coach at Dagenham and Rubbridge. Yeah, but I I I, I did that for two years. Um, I'm I'm currently. Doing a fair bit of punditry for Talk Sport and and yeah. people like that at the moment, uh, and I'm, I'm just about to do my final test for my UEFA license. So I, once I got that, I just want to have both those strings to my bow and be able to maybe pick and choose what I can do within within the two of them. Really, I think there's an interest to get back into football, but I also really enjoy doing the punditry as well. And it's about finding maybe a happy medium where I can do a little bit of both, or whether the ideal job might come along in either. So, I mean, it's a bit of a crossroads for me at the moment. And then uh, a couple of thoughts on your former teams. Uh, AFC Wimbledon, do you feel, still follow them at all? Or? I do, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've got lots of lots of friends and family who still go to watch AFC Wimbledon. Um, 
they're in good form at the moment. You know, Neil Harvey's doing a good job. My old teammate down there. Um, possible, possible chance of making the playoffs this year. You know, they're, they're yeah. one of the form teams at the moment. And they're sort of a little bit in limbo, but if they if they can kick on a little bit, they might have an outside chance of the playoffs, which would be which would be a fantastic achievement for them. And then what, what about Spurs? What are your thoughts on them this season? Obviously, not the best start, but they seem to have got it together now. I think I think they've improved. I think um, the result tonight, them going out of the Europa League, I think is probably the best thing that can happen for them if they want to finish yeah. in, in the top four. I think Europe. If you look at their results when they're in the Europa League, I think they got 21 points from 15 games. When they were in the in the 10 games where the Europa League wasn't on, they got 21 out of <laughs> out of 30. So, you know, it's it's a case of I don't think their squad was quite big enough for them to be mm. able to to do both, and so. Them going out tonight, I think, gives them a real, real opportunity to maybe try and push for that top four place. And what do you think their chances in the in the final now on Sunday? I think they've got a great chance. I think um, it's not ideal, obviously, having to travel to Italy on the Thursday night before, but um, yeah. they rested a few players tonight, mm. um, and and it was interesting the players that they did take off tonight for Tongan um, and Bentaleb. That they took both of those players off, so I think they're going to be they're going to be starting of the weekend. I think it's a one-off cup finals or a one-off game, and you can get yourself up for it. I don't think playing on a Thursday night in Italy is really going to affect them too much when it comes down to a one-off game. I think you, you find the adrenaline and the extra energy; it, it won't be a problem. I, I think it'll be a entertaining final, and I, I hope for a Spurs win. I, I think personally, it's going to be. Uh, a draw after 90 minutes is probably going to go to extra time and it may even go to penalties oh there we are Chris that's brilliant that's all I've got uh, oh, thanks for talking pleasure. to me again no, uh, no problem